When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome back to Planners and Wine. My name is Megan. And I am Myra. And we are coming back to you guys with another very special episode. Um, Today we are interviewing Miss Shay Budgets. We are so excited to talk to her. Um, Shay, introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell us a little about yourself. So I am Shay um, and I live in the state of Georgia with my husband, and this, we live in his home city, home state. So we've been living here for, I have been living here for about five years. So um, still trying to get adjusted to the climate because it's a little hot. Right. I Although <laughs> it's really cold at my job. So I, um, I just get conflicted. So I just don't know what to wear. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's just life here in Georgia, I guess. But um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I am currently doing some I do like a split job at my full-time job but the vast majority of it is quality assurance which I just moved into that position in this quality assurance for a very small company and on the side I am spending every moment that I get with my husband my friends and family members and of course I am side hustling it up on YouTube and on Etsy Yes. yes. Okay. And so where are you from originally? I didn't know that you weren't from Georgia. I know you lived there, but I didn't know that you weren't originally from there. So it's a mixture of Ohio and West Virginia. And I say that because I just kind of flopped between the two as I was growing up. Mm, okay. And I did go to college both um, times whenever I did undergrad and graduate school in West Virginia, though. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. So do you want to tell us how did you get started planning and how or how were you introduced to the planning community in general? Ooh, this is my favorite little story because I think about it all the time. I'm like, had it not been for that lady, that random lady, I don't I wonder if I would be here today. Probably not. So um when I was coming up, I I have all you know, I feel like this is the same old song every planner girl boy sings, which is that I've always been into like Lisa Frank and Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) craft and I used to make like bracelets and my mom was a crafter and like a journaler and all of that too but um, always into planning you know I got the agendas from middle school and high school and I used those and I would you know use different gel pens I used to collect those to kind (laughs) of spruce up the planner and different highlighters and then when I started my big girl job that's when I got like a nice well of course I planned in college too but um, I would say that I kind of took a break, if you will, because they didn't give you planners. So I didn't really like go out and buy one. But mm-hmm. when I started my first big girl job, I like went because it takes me a long time to make most decisions. And so I finally <laughs> landed on a nice little planner because I had to keep up with a lot. I'm from mm-hmm. Target. And so back in the day, that meant nothing to me. But now I know that I was using 
a day designer from like I think it's the Blue Sky brand. I think. Ah, uh, yeah. I think, I think that's so. what I was. Yeah. Thinking. I think that's what I'm like now that I reflect. You know, before it was just like a little cute planner that I bought from Target. Yeah. I would buy one every year. I couldn't wait for mine to end. I would run out to Target and get my new one for work. And so that's what I used up until I started using a happy planner. So I got into planning to this extent when I got into budgeting, which was almost three years ago. And um, essentially, I was watching YouTube videos looking for like, kind of like um, tools that people were using for budgeting because mm-hmm. I was using an app and I didn't really care for it. And I just wanted to try something new and fresh. And so I came across paper budgeters and paper planners. And I was like, hmm. So my first planner was actually my first, you know, welcoming into the planner community, mm-hmm. I guess, was using a happy planner budget extension pack. And I just had the extension pack with some discs and the cover and how the lady came in is that I was, I'm always on Facebook Marketplace trying to find a deal. And so (laughs) she was in this area, she was selling the cover, you know, like the hardcover. Mm -hmm. And I realized she was selling it for like much less than what it was in store. And so I actually ended up meeting her at Michael's. And at that moment, after we did the exchange, first of all, she showed me her planner. It was doing a whole bunch. She had a whole bunch of like (laughs) stickers. like it was more like stickers and other decorative pieces like way more than she had paper so I was like "Eh." but she added me to a group uh, one of the happy planner groups I think it's the three create 365 happy planner group and then from there I found other groups and other groups and then that's kind of how it all started Wow. It's a snowball effect. Right. Snowball effect. <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think word of mouth is so crucial in the planner community. Yes. Because, I mean, we even spoke on a previous episode about, I think I just randomly, because me and Myra were already friends, and I started following her planning page, and I was like, what is all this? And then I just jumped into the YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> yes. of seeing everything. And then when I finally went to Joanne, I was like, all this has been here all this time right who who even shopped at joanne and michael's and hobby Lobby? i did i really did (laughs) exactly exactly i would just drive right by them so once i knew that all this stuff was there i was just like i can't believe i've been missing out for so long but and they have like a whole hour or two you know and some Mm -hmm. or couple stores but yeah i'm like who even my mom i would take my mom to michael's i will say that but she would get like crafting supplies but I yeah. didn't know like these stores were like the holy grail stores for paper planners and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's crazy it's really really crazy because you really wouldn't know unless you were just randomly walking around the store and most of those stores like you said people go in there for a specific purpose so mm-hmm. yeah the planner yeah. world I mean word of, word of mouth is just everything in this community for sure. that, that's crazy I think that's most people's story of yeah. how they got started yeah, absolutely. So kind of like segueing into that, like what um, got you started into YouTube and um, starting that as one of your side hustles? So um, following my venture into the planner community, I never really like clicked, if you will, with like the planner side of it. This mm-hmm. is going to sound weird, but like more so I was into like the budgeting side of it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I still am. Um, 
but like just the art of like budget planning and making my planner my budget all cute and stuff like appealed to me most and it still does and so I was in one of the groups and they and I had just shared my first spread and I think along with the spread which was a budget spread I shared that um maybe like I had reported that some kind of like goal that my husband and I had met financially Mm -hmm. and that's when I started to gain some traction which like I said mainly the budget part of it always appealed to me and so it was requested that I did a video and Mm. I had some kind of issues with trying to upload like an eight minute video into the Facebook group Mm -hmm. so I uploaded it on YouTube from my phone and that is how I got started with YouTube. <laughs> wow. And my first so video you, went up. <laughs> my first video crazy. actually So you really just like fell into it. Wow. Yep, down the head rabbit hole. Yep. That's crazy. You said your first video went up when? July 31st, 2017. Wow. So almost three years. Oh, wow. That is yep. crazy. That is crazy. Cause that is wild. Get into YouTube. It's like this whole thing. I'm getting this whole setup and. Mm-hmm you know getting the cameras and everything but that and I filmed on my iPhone 6s well the thing was my iPhone 6s didn't have a lot of um, memory like it was like a 16 gigabyte but my Mm -hmm. work phone was also a 6s and I didn't have a bunch of stuff on there and it had more it had like 64 gigabytes so I would film all my videos for my work phone plus it was less you know cluttered because people weren't texting and calling that but I would film right from my iPhone and I filmed and edited all videos from my iPhone for over a year. Wow. Ooh. Yep. That and that's iPhone is on my crazy. iPhone. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And like you said, like Myra, like this just really shows you guys, like you don't need a lot to start. Yeah. Like yeah. people put so much pressure on themselves to have all the perfect equipment and perfect setup and all this and all that, where you really, I mean, as long as you got a phone and a computer some, or some way to upload it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I uploaded right from the, from the phone. Wow. For a whole over a year. And I've only I've been doing YouTube for almost three years. So for a full year I edited and uploaded from my phone for a whole year. And I think you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if you already have, you know, like some equipment or if it's in your budget to yeah. purchase a thing or two, by all means come through dripping is what I like to call it. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you can, but I wouldn't ever connect the two to starting so like I would never wait until I can come through dripping to start to do something I would do what it is that I can do with what I have and then you know work to improve it so Mm -hmm. and how many like followers and views had you gained by the end of your first year when you did finally go like get equipment and stuff do you remember so by the end of so about six to eight months I had about 10,000 subscribers and then the next year I had ended up with like 30 and now I'm up to almost 65 so wow like I said I was already you know just kind of pushing through with what I had and of course you know I could have sacrificed some of the money in our budget to (laughs) purchase a nice camera and all of that but really um I didn't really see the point eventually I did do that of course because Mm -hmm. why not but for a good part of that like even when I did have the camera I would still film some videos on my iPhone right wow so you just like really just blew up in the past like 
that is great like i'm like blown away like that growth is insane yeah. that my is really impressive was t- telling me the same thing today he was like you know um and how many subscribers do you have now and i'm like well if you follow you would know but anyway i was, <laughs> I was like well i almost have 65 and he's like you've been doing it for like five years i was like no almost three and he's like that's really good and when i will i try to tell people when you kind of get in, you know, the hustle and bustle and and in that rhythm, you kind of forget unless you stop and smell the roses and and recognize and sit yeah. with what you've mm-hmm. accomplished or where you are in life. You'll just be thinking that you're doing the bare minimum or you're not, you know, trucking along as you might think that you really should be. But when I stop and I like think about it, I'm like, that's 65,000 people who have decided mm-hmm. to click the because, you know, most of your viewers your views each month they don't come from your subscribers they come Mm -hmm. from people who aren't subscribed so I just always have to take into account well it's probably other people out there who have like you know somehow who might be a viewer yeah or what have or what have you they're just not subscribed right right why do you think that is because I've heard that before yeah Yeah, that most people's views don't even come from their actual subscribers so why do you think that is have you ever thought about that because that sounds crazy to me because I actually (laughs) watch the people's videos that I'm subscribed to I mean I I watch other videos too but what the first thing I do when I log into YouTube is to watch people I'm subscribed Mm -hmm. to videos so I'm, I'm so confused by that I think according to my little research whenever I go to look at my analytics, I can see where, um, where like the views come from or, the, mm-hmm. or yeah, like where the views come from. And so I see that a lot of them will come from like a Google search or mm-hmm. a Facebook search or some other type of search. And so those are the people who, you know, watch. It's pretty similar to whenever I look at my blog st- statistics, yeah. which you know, that's the whole thing. I don't really care much about my blog, but whenever I look at those statistics, they normally, those viewers come from, or readers often come from a, like a Google search too. So I guess mm. I'm assuming that is the reason why, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, or sometimes a YouTube search as well. Those are kind of high up on the list right. for, for my views. But so I always tell people, you know, be grateful for where you are. And also yeah. remember especially when you're doing, you know, YouTube, just and talking about YouTube encouragement that you're, you know, just because you might have a thousand subscribers or whatever the case is, that doesn't mean that you're not reaching a larger audience, which right. is essentially the goal. I think the goal is to, you know, reach as many people as you can, or for me to, you know, encourage or educate or bless as many people as I can and so that's the goal for me so therefore you know I don't I try not to put too much pressure on myself about growing and getting more viewers because I I may have you know more than what I realize I guess is what I'm trying to say absolutely right I think we we all just kind of get caught up in the numbers too I think so (laughs) But, but like you said, like it, it goes to show like, I mean, you, you can have a thousand subscribers, but you're getting so many more views from all these different people who are finding it from various places. So it's mm-hmm. not about the number. At, right. At all, at all. And I actually kind of to build on that. So you have had like sponsored YouTube videos from like outside companies before, haven't you? I have. 
do you use that as part as your marketing of yourself? Because I'm I'm wondering, do companies come at you and say, "Hey, you have this amount of you know subscribers on YouTube"? Do you use the fact that a lot of your views come from people who aren't extra subscribers to kind of increase your value with those companies, or have you ever thought about that? Well, what will happen is whenever you know brands reach out. Some of them have already looked at your statistics because there are websites out there that mm-hmm. they can utilize, um, especially to see, to no, do that preliminary work to know if they even want to reach out and partner. And especially to kind of gauge, you know, what the amount, their, what their budget might be for the marketing or the advertising. So normally mm-hmm. they actually just look at the views that you get for any given time period. Okay. So like, your June monthly views or, you know, whatever. That's pretty much what they look at for the most part. Rather than the subscribers. Or rather than how many views you got on one video or this video or that video. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what are all of your, like, side hustles and how did you come to create them? Okay. So first off, we had YouTube. So like I said, my first video went up July 31st. I, just like a bunch of other people, did not know the currency that could be um, accumulated on such a platform. But I quickly realized that my husband actually had more experience with like YouTube and all of that. So he applied for monetization for me Mm -hmm. a little late, but um, (laughs) we got it done. So I actually got monetized a month and a half after but I could have been monetized a little earlier. And so after the monetization took place, because back then you needed a thousand subscribers and 10,000 channel wide views, as opposed to all the extra that they want you to have now. So mm-hmm. it happened pretty quick, especially the views. Um, so after I learned that like money was to be made, <laughs> I kept on trucking along. So my first month in September, that second half, I earned like 80 bucks and then in, no, I lied. I earned like 20 bucks. And then in October, I earned like $80. And then in November, I got my first paycheck because you have to meet a $100 threshold before you Mm. can get a check from Google, which is who pays you. They pay us and they pay YouTube. YouTube gets a little bit more. Last time I checked, YouTube got a little more of a cut than us, but they kind of just split the revenue between the us and YouTube. And so I got my first paycheck in November and in November I earned about $300. And so it just kind of kept climbing up Yeah. until, you know, there was a point like soon after like that 20 early 2018, which would have been the year after I was earning like a thousand dollars and just kind of kept creeping and creeping and creeping. And that's when, um, I started to do some, so I've never reached out to a company. Mm-hmm. They normally just kind of, you know, spam my emails yeah. or everybody yeah. else's emails. <laughs> that's so, a word for it. Yep. That's when, <laughs> right. That's when they started reaching out. And um, of course, in the beginning where you don't have a lot of views and all that, they'll try to you know get over on you and try to get you to try to just send you a product, which the product is normally free, but technically you know, it's not really a fair trade unless, depending on what the product is. Like the company sent me some pens once and I did a video, but you know, it was just like a $10 pack of pens. But so anyway, of course you just have to gauge what you want to do there. But you know, that started to happen. So I started to do some sponsored videos and I was charging obviously much less 
than what I'm charging now because I had much less views. And yeah. then that next year in November of 2018 is when I started my Etsy shop. And I've been doing that since November 2018. So that then became another source. So to, to group them all together, I say I group affiliate marketing, sponsorships, and Google AdSense all in one group. Mm-hmm. And I call that a side hustle because it's all essentially related to my um, presence, if you will. You know, yeah. like just my platforms, my YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And then I put Etsy in its own category. So, you know, technically like four different sources. But it's a lot more like I do affiliate marketing for a number of companies, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just kind of group it all together and call it affiliate marketing. Wow. So basically you have like four side hustles. How many would you say for sure? This girl is busy, (laughs) y'all. I call it in my head, in our budget, I call it two. Like I put Shay's budget shop and then I put Shay budget. So I Mm -hmm. call it two, but like income sources, I have like 15, but if you just group it together for like side hustles, I do still consider it to be two because Without my YouTube and Instagram, yeah. there's no sponsorship opportunities. Right. Who am I, I going to influence? So yeah. <laughs> I consider that. I just say two. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So how has all this changed your life? Like, what would you say about that? Like, what are, like, just all the financial implications of all this stuff that you're doing and just things in your personal life? Like, how has this just changed your, your and elevated your life, all these side hustles? So, um, I would say that financially it has like completely changed my life because now I earn more like double to quadruple depending on the month online and like Mm -hmm. doing my side hustle than I do at my full-time job. So that right there tells you that, you know, that has like put us ahead financially. So we are currently about to finish up one of our last debts, which is going to be my husband's student loans, which would then leave um, my student loans. And of course the mortgage, we recently bought a house, but we, you know, we were afforded the ability to buy a house. Now, tricky part is the mortgage company cannot consider my online income as part of my income or they would not because I was not doing it for, um, I had to be doing it for five years and I've only been doing it for three what? So, yes. So wow. that just didn't calculate into, you know, the house. So we've been able to obviously afford the house without that. But as far as like saving up for it, that made it a whole lot easier, obviously. Absolutely. Um, paying off my car, which of course the car was paid off before I started making money on YouTube. But still, like just um, having the side hustle and starting up the side hustles has like elevated our financial freedom journey for sure and we pretty much live off of well like decorating the house I kind of like use the business income mainly we've been like either saving it or putting it towards debt but like with the business income when I pay myself a lot of like the home furnishings will come out of that for like our main living we live Mm -hmm. off of our the money that we get from our full-time job so this is kind of like it's not extra money by any means because we always have a plan for it and it's either going to, you know, it goes towards helping to advance us, but it is, you know, just like 
you know, additional money that we have coming in that we can choose to do whatever with. So financially it has like yeah. completely changed the game. Um, I do also do speaking engagements sometimes, which of course I consider that to be a part of Shea Budgets, that side hustle yeah. as well. But um, like last year I did a whole bunch of like three or four or no, no, I did like three major planner events, but I did like 12 or so altogether in different city so it last year it afforded me to do a lot of traveling right um so that was fun and exciting and fast paced (laughs) um 2019 yeah that's what I meant I don't know if I said 2019 but yes last year in 2019 um let's see it hasn't really changed outside of like my friends joking a little bit like she's famous now or whatever (laughs) it hasn't really changed nobody in my life really cares about I mean like to be honest nobody is like treat me any differently because I have a side hustle at all because they don't you know they're not into planning or whatever of course they you know a lot of people think it's like wild that I sell stickers and stuff like that but um I would say the most impact has been financial and I think it's really cool that I have it's important to me that with my influence I use it for good and not negativity so it brings me joy knowing that other people can be encouraged or inspired or motivated from me wow that's amazing like I really I really really admire you for all that because I mean just having so much on your plate but you still get so much out of even just besides the financial stuff like you said like you're definitely making a difference. You were definitely, you were one of the first planner related videos that I even started looking at on YouTube when I got started last year. I was like, this is so cool. And I think especially as black women, it's so important for more of us to be out there and have our faces out there so that when we're looking for other women to, you know, uh, communicate within the community and just um, be able to resonate with, it's so important that we see like, Hey, there are other, there are really successful black women in this community also it's not just the white girls who get all the sponsorships (laughs) all the good stuff and you know all the money and all the cool things that can come from it it's people who look exactly like us too so I think that is just super super important and for anybody who may be wondering why do you still have a full-time job because we we see a lot <laughs> that people will get really no, successful online and stuff. And the first thing they do is, oh, I'm quitting my full-time job because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. I've seen you explain this on your Instagram because Che is an open book on her Instagram, just yeah. so y'all know. <laughs> so explain for our listeners why you haven't done that, why you haven't left your full-time job, and if you ever plan to do that possibly in the future. Good question. So oftentimes when I'm asked that question, I really have to like dig deep because I could give a surface level answer, which is I don't want to, but <laughs> to give a really deep answer. I think a lot of it is a lot of things that go into it. So I think I, I'm not one to make quick, swift life changes or life yeah. decisions at all. So everything has to be, it's a whole drawn out long thing in my head but a number of reasons a I don't really so my job has so much flexibility in that I create my own schedule and um all that good stuff that I don't have like a strong urge so I don't have an urge to take away from take away the YouTube and the Etsy and the income and all of that 
I don't have an urge to leave my job, period. You know how some yeah. people is given the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom or to do another job. I don't know really anybody in my circle who wouldn't jump at the opportunity yeah. to be a stay-at-home mom. There are people who, you know, jump at that opportunity. But I have no interest in leaving my job, period. And so when you couple it with everything else that I have going on and the fact that it is flexible and I'm able to balance everything rather smoothly and because my husband helps a whole lot with um like the shop and all that other good stuff it it just makes it like a breeze like when I tell people yeah. like on average what we put into it together might be 15 hours a week so I don't wow. really see the significance of just chucking up the deuces now if I wanted to do more if I had an, an and urge to do more or if I do do more in the future and it's going to be more time consuming mm -hmm. then like let's say I did um more coaching yeah. than do what than what I do right now and it might take up more of my time and you know technically if I'm doing coaching that can be like 60 plus an hour and if I'm doing you know like 10 a week or something I would maybe consider that when my load is too heavy yeah. But as of right now, it's just not heavy enough for me to want to chuck up the juices to my job that I enjoy. Right, right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And how amazing is it to have a job that you enjoy, too? <laughs> a lot of us can't say that. So. <laughs> that's, that's amazing in itself. I, it always, I've always loved my job and my coworkers. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, so... I didn't even really know like people like really did hate their jobs until I became older. And, yeah. And then, yeah. My husband, if he could quit now, honestly, he leaves work early every day. Any chance that he gets, he does not go to work. So he would jump at the opportunity to leave his job. Like any yeah. chance, as soon as his, I promise you, whenever his little YouTube gets monetized, he's probably gonna quit his job. Like really, he <laughs> would be happy to not be at work. Like nothing would make him happier so he's one of those people who yeah is happy to quit their job but you know like I said it's a lot of things to consider even you know the business side of things I mean we paid like 15,000 last year for business taxes alone mm. so therefore you know that's something to consider yeah. Um, and then what you, know, you said with your house like if you had of you know quit your job your main job within the first two or three years that you were successful and then y'all go to buy a house they looking not at a chance yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of things to consider which of course I do know when a lot of people do quit their jobs normally they already have like a house and car and you know mm -hmm. like they already have anything you know those larger things so that doesn't really play a role but it's a lot, it's a lot that you need to consider before you start making a couple thousand or whatever. And you're like, Oh, you know, checking up the deuces. Right, so, right. you know, that's, important. Mm -hmm. that's really, really important. Okay. So Shay, what advice would you give to people who want to start a YouTube channel or a sticker shop, or just basically be able to create their own, you know, multiple streams of income through online businesses? What would you tell them? So the easy answer, of course, is to start because obviously that's the most important. But also, I always think it's a good idea to um, kind of craft a plan and mm -hmm. stick to that plan as best as you can. I get a lot of questions about, you know, like, what do I do if I notice someone's copying me and all of that other stuff? Mm. And the grand scheme of things, while unfortunate, 
there's nothing that I can do about it unless I have something that is copyrighted or, you know, whatever. So I always say to people to do research and try to, you know, figure out if there is something that you can offer that isn't available. Like when I started my sticker shop, I saw no budget kits that were for the planner that I was using. I saw some kits out there of course there mm-hmm. there's been kits out there for years but I saw no budget kits for the planner that I was using so that was my whole purpose of actually starting the shop and that was what I was going to be providing of course there are you know it's a lot of stuff out there so you might not be able to you know completely come up with a brand new idea or anything yeah. like that but if you can offer some kind of service other people similarly to whenever I was on YouTube and you know it was by accident but whenever I started taking it seriously I was like you know what can I provide to this community to the people out there that maybe they hadn't seen because when I was looking for budget planner videos and stuff like that of course I didn't see a lot of people who were um obviously that looked like me but also who had, who, you know, had the same type of stuff going for them. Like, we just didn't have similar lives, live yeah. lifestyles, I guess, if that's what yeah. you want to call it. So it was important to me to try to offer something that other people had not seen before. Like I said, or not hadn't seen before, but that there weren't many of, if that yeah. makes sense. So I tried to, to create my own lane, and I've tried to stay in it this whole time and just stick to that because that is what... Um, that's what had been missing and what I feel like the the gap that I filled, if you will. So I just try to stick to, you know, what to my niche, of course, and to staying true to why I even started in the first place. But of course, always start, Um, do your research. I always tell people, if you try to figure it out yourself, if you can't, there are so many people out there who are willing to help you and, and so many articles and and websites and YouTube videos that you can watch to get the information that you need. A lot of people offer coaching and you can get some information that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways to get needs met. And so I try to encourage people to take full advantage of people who are offering, you know, said services. Right, right. And I think that's really, really good advice because I feel like too many times people will see other people online and they'll see how successful they are. And they're like, oh, I want that. I want to be able to bring in that extra money. I want to have all these options available to me. And so they'll jump online and try to do the exact thing that that person is doing. And that might not be their ministry. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) So it might not be what you can bring to the world because let's, it might sound dramatic, but of course, like it doesn't matter if you have. 10 subscribers or 10 people following you and they're watching you and you know watching how you're moving or what you're doing then that is your audience that you have and so you need to adhere to you know the needs of that audience as Mm -hmm. opposed to trying to adhere to the needs of other people's audiences Mm -hmm. your ministry might not be playing with me it might not be budget with me it might not be blogs that's not my ministry I don't like filming my life like that I don't like editing the videos yeah (laughs) (laughs) blogs are very difficult to edit it's not my ministry so I just try to stick to what I know and what I know other people like and what I do best if that makes sense it does it definitely does we're gonna have some fun questions now (laughs) okay all right 
So which celebrity chef would you most likely um, want to make you dinner? I don't know any celebrity chef. A celebrity chef? You don't yes. watch Food Network. I don't watch TV at all. Oh my oh. God. Okay. One <laughs> yeah. about That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem because I can't relate to other people. And, you know, my friends <laughs> loving hip hop and whatever. And I'm like, I I don't watch TV, so I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I get it. You <laughs> so be busy. A, yeah. <laughs> I never really liked, like, I never really cared for TV. I don't know. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I just, I, I watch YouTube all the time. Yeah. I watch mm-hmm. all the time. And I'll scroll Instagram and Facebook and social media. And I would do that before I became, you know, an influencer, if you will. But I just never, yeah, I like movies and I love going to the movies. But just, like, watching shows. Yeah. I don't watch. I just don't watch shows. Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. See, learn so, a fun fact. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Japanese food, hands down. Mm, like hibachi and stuff. Like hibachi. Sushi. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Good choice. Good choice. See, now, now I know I can trust you because that's a <laughs> solid choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is a good one you said you're really into movies so what will be the worst movie sequel ever made okay I, maybe a lot maybe i'm not really into movies <laughs> y'all got hard questions the worst the worst follow-up movie like basically mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> like think about the first movie being so good that nothing could top it so they don't even need to mm. go there again yeah you know think about something like that yeah so i think that is the case for a lot of movies i would say the second undercover brother was lame i would say that <laughs> yes lion king two and one and a half were not great the second mulan was not great Ooh we most second movies i feel like are that great aren't that great in my opinion right so, i agree <laughs> so those would be i was i recently watched the second undercover brother and i was sorely disappointed so that's probably <laughs> the one that i'm gonna go with for today okay that's a good choice that's a good choice um would you rather be the most popular kid in school or the smartest kid in school smartest smartest when you were in school what did you fall into either one of those categories were you like one of the really smart kids were you one of the really popular kids black black <laughs> i was one of the real I, the where i grew up 95 percent of the population is caucasians so wow. i was one of the smart black kids i wasn't i graduated like 36 of like 140 so i wasn't like smart or nothing like i mean i wasn't like at the top uh-huh so i would say i was more of one of the like one of the smarter black kids but i would say that over popular for sure yeah okay okay wow 95 percent of your school was white eight eight, eight uh, i counted eight black people on my graduating day oh my god wow. i knew everybody Crazy. but like i didn't know i mean i all the black people in the whole town knew one another but like i didn't yeah. know it just intrigued me whenever i was like like looking around and like or looking at pictures and yeah. like our class picture and I was like let me count these folks and I counted and I was like oh terrible get me out of here 
Right? <laughs> Get me out of here. It's crazy because me and my husband were just talking about schools and stuff earlier today because we have a two-year-old daughter and we were talking about, you know, what potential school district we want her to be in in a couple years. And one thing I told him, I was like, I don't want her to be one of a handful of black children at a school. I just, I just, I don't want her to feel like, I want her to be able to look around and see people who look like her. I think that's super important growing up. I always went to predominantly black schools for the majority of my life. In middle school, I went to a predominantly white um, girl school. And, and when I got to high school, I was like, I need to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I need to go. Because you definitely feel it when you're in the extreme minority. Like, I mean, she doesn't have to go to a 100% black school, but I, do, I just don't want her to be in the like extreme minority in the school. Mm-hmm. I know how that feels. And it's just, it's not fun. Very interesting. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You make you bring it, this is off topic, but one of my high school classmates because I was ranting and raving on Facebook about you know like Black Lives Matters and stuff and I said <laughs> some kind of post about like how I didn't care if non-black people felt uncomfortable during this time because mm-hmm. I've gone to many trainings and such and I mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. work trainings and what have you and I felt uncomfortable and he said mm-hmm. purely not sarcastically did anybody ever make you feel, and I haven't talked to this man and I mean since probably the day that we graduated or yeah. before that but he said did anybody ever make you feel uncomfortable or did you feel uncomfortable you know growing up or you know in our class or whatever and I said yes of course and he you know said I'm sorry if you felt that way or whatever the case is but it's just interesting that that was even a question you know like mm-hmm, I'm not yeah. faulting him because I think that was a I don't think he was trying, you know, he was being pure. I never had any issues with him yeah. or anything like that. But of course, like you could put, it, like I just told you, it's 140 people that I graduated with and eight were not white. And I don't think, I, I, can't, I can't tell you any other race or like any other yeah. ethnicity mm-hmm. that I went to school with. Yeah. So of course, that's going to be interesting, especially, you know, for me. Um, so yeah anyway no that makes sense and and I feel like he asked you that because I feel like not all but I feel like the majority of white people have probably not been in a lot of situations where they were in the minority they never had a second thought about it and so if they've ever had any small experiences in their life they probably barely even register because it just it just doesn't happen a lot to them whereas for us like you said even growing up in a predominantly black city that I did in Memphis, I was in a lot of situations sometimes where I was not in the majority somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's just, a it's, very interesting feeling for sure. For sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Because, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why when you see other black people somewhere, we all kind of have like a rapport with each other. Like, we you always give another black person a head nod? Or it's a, a sigh of relief. It yeah. is. It's like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not going to I don't go like certain cities and stuff. I got to see what is, you know, I'm in Georgia and certain little country roads that we travel mm-hmm. to to get to Savannah and such. I just got to know what's what. And, you know, I don't yeah. know that people, unless we share that with people, I don't think they recognize that, you no. know, notice those experiences. And of course, some people don't want to accept them and they think it's dramatic or whatever the case is, but matters yeah. not. It's still an experience and yeah. it's just what it is. So it's still a feeling that I have mm-hmm. now, you know what I'm saying? And this yeah. thing is predominantly black, but still like certain little 
you know, towns here and there. You just got to see, you know, if, if there's somebody that looks like you, like, that's yeah. a normal thing that yeah. should be taking place. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll do one more. So, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is a cheesy song that you have memorized? Probably like a high school musical. All in this. Oh, my you God. Know, one of those. <laughs> like, one of those type of songs. Or... I don't know if anybody ever watched Freaky Friday, but I don't know if you know the last song. The With Lindsay Lohan? Song. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that one, too. That's pretty cheesy. And I got that one down. They're good. I think like Disney was everything. I know. The good old Disney days. <laughs> everything was everything back in the day. Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all 90s babies or no? I was born in 89. So, oh, right so like 89 is in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 90s baby, so all of that, you know. Yeah. Gullah Gullah Island and, you oh know. My oh, my God. All that, all that, that song, that, I mean, that show, that one. Love and it. And Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, all that. Just <sighs> the good the old days before. Era, before you, <laughs> literally, before you became an adult and had to be, you know, exposed to foolery that we Okay, exposed to the foolery. I would go back to 12 any day. I would too. I would too. Like, I say all the time that I'm going to make sure I tell my daughter when she gets older, like, child, for real, slow down. Like, being an adult is, like, low-key trash. It is. I I would go back to my childhood self any any day. I know. I wish wish children didn't want to grow up so fast. And they just, like, you know... It, but they're they're young. I mean, it's what it is. But like, yeah, yeah. I wish they could savor each moment because you know, eventually, you know, you're gonna have to like clean your own ho- whole house and like pay mm-hmm. the bills. Pay the and, bills. Like, yeah, and gonna be I feel fun. Like the, and it's kind of sad with you know everything that's been going on, especially like lately. I feel like today's kids are really having to grow up way faster oh yeah because even though stuff like this has always been going on it just absolutely was not on the radar the way it is now Mm -hmm. like a lot of things that happened in the 90s and early 2000s I had no idea about until I was an adult I didn't know about like the LA riots with Rodney King and stuff I didn't know about any of that stuff until I was grown up because my parents just did not expose me for that and for good reason but now mm-hmm. you can't avoid exposing your kids to what's mm-hmm. going on right now I mean it's everywhere you look it's on the news and it's such an essential part of them growing up because now we have to have those conversations with them about interactions with police and you know how to handle that and what to do and it just uh, it just makes me so sad I just mm-hmm. I wish yeah. they could still have that innocence that we yep. were privileged to be able to have mm-hmm. but they have to grow up quick now way quicker than we did and it's it's not fair it's definitely mm-hmm. not fair at all it is not, it is not. <sighs> thank you so much for talking to us Shay it has been a pleasure getting to know you and I'm just I'm so happy that you're a part of the planner community and you're someone a strong black woman that you know we all can you know look up to and seek you out for guidance and things like that and I just think having people like you in this community is super vital especially since and then y'all if y'all want to follow her on instagram like you're just so pleasant mostly like you're always saying something funny on your instagram <laughs> like yes. you don't come with like the drama or anything like that you're just you're really just a good time so i'm yeah. super happy that you talked to us and i really really appreciate you 
Thank you for having me. Yes, this is so much fun. It was. was. (laughs) It was. I've done a number of podcasts. This one was a little, I feel like this one was more exciting too, mainly because Mm -hmm. there was more than one person. And it was more like like free flowing because some podcasts are like, you know, boom, 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 Mm -hmm. boom. But I enjoyed my time today for sure. This counts as my side hustle work. So I'm about to eat dinner and get in bed. So I only do an hour. We do. And tell our <laughs> listeners where they can find your YouTube channel, your Instagram, your shop information, your coaching. Tell them where they can find all that. And we'll have it in our show notes too. Yes. Okay. I am Shay Budgets on Instagram. I am Shay Budgets on YouTube. Shay Budgets on Facebook. And my website is shaybudgets.com. I do provide coaching. So if you want to book coaching, then you can just go to my website. Otherwise, it's not a whole lot else going on over there <laughs> i do have an etsy shop and that's shay's budget shop with no spaces because no etsy shops have spaces and i didn't learn that until i made my own etsy shop so i know <laughs> that's a major fail on etsy because when i'm looking for people i naturally put spaces and yeah. stuff and you cannot find it will literally tell you this shop does not exist and it's like yes you know what shop they talk about <laughs> etsy get that together <laughs> Thank you so much, Shay. We really appreciate you. Everybody, go follow Shay. Check her out. Get you some coaching. Get your online game up. I mean, you have no excuses. There's no excuses. All right, guys. We are back. Um, That was such a fun interview with Shay Budgets. Uh, She is just... She's just so full of life and personality and you could just, that really comes through like her Instagram or her YouTube videos and definitely in this interview. She's just such a fun person to follow and keep up with in this community. So I highly recommend you guys, you know, reach out to her, follow her, you know, get some coaching, figure out how you can make money off of your fun habit. Like who doesn't want to do that? That's goals, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Definitely high goals. And yes, thank high you again goals. for taking the time and speaking with us. We really appreciate yes. that. Yes, yes, because we, I mean, she, we took time out of her money-making time, so we yeah. absolutely <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that, girl. Uh, I guess some other things that we want to talk about this week is the Erin Condren Town Halls. Full disclosure, I am an Erin Condren affiliate. I just became one literally the week that the planner world crumbled like right before i had just signed up to be an affiliate right before all that happened so i have not made i made zero dollars from air country <laughs> i'm just gonna let y'all i made zero dollars from air country <laughs> so i don't want anybody to get it twisted thinking anything positive that i've said has ever been because of that relationship because mm. i ain't made no money and to be totally honest affiliates really don't make a lot of money just keeping it super super real yeah. You got to have people buy a lot of product through your link in order to have any type of income. And it's definitely probably not going to be an income to where you are in the position to quit your job or it's really just extra money to buy planner stuff. That's what I plan on doing with it if I ever make any money. So there's that. Yeah. It's not paying no bills. (laughs) But, um, so being an affiliate, I did get to participate in the town halls. They had two. Uh, they had one about a week and a half ago, I think, roughly. Yeah. Um, and then they had a follow-up one this following Monday. 
So the first one really was just um, the leadership, some of the leadership team at the Aaron Hunter Company just giving us information about, you know, what's going on, what they're doing. Nothing that they haven't already publicly disclosed. If you mm-hmm. go on the Aaron Condren blog, um, you can read all the things that they're doing in relation to, you know, Black Lives Matter and making their company more inclusive, having, you know, diversity and inclusion and anti-bias training for employees. All of this stuff is public information anyway. And then they opened up a portion to where uh, some affiliates could answer questions. Unfortunately, we didn't get to ask a lot of questions in the first one. That's why they had the second one for mm-hmm. the sole purpose of more of us getting to ask questions. And so people ask those important questions that you guys like really want to know. What is Aaron Country doing to be better as a company and moving forward and they are doing things like being way more inclusive to um all the holidays that different people celebrate mm-hmm. you know they talked about the um the spanish teacher planner and they're going to have other products that are similar to that which i think is awesome and these things were already in the works before the yeah. sky fell down <laughs> yeah. just to put that out there they were already in the works before the sky fell down and well, I can't disclose every single thing. Just know that I personally, I feel comfortable moving forward as far as promoting and using Aaron Condren products because I truly believe that the CEO um, is there for the right reasons. She's just became CEO as of December of last year. So she really wasn't there for all the past stuff with, you know, the Dr. Seuss collaboration and the sorority stuff, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. she did still take full responsibility for them. Um, and she, you know, made us a, a really strong commitment that moving forward, we're not going to see things like that from the company um, going forward, which was super, super important to me because, like I said, I just became affiliate. I really don't have anything to lose by not moving forward with them because I've never right. had anything <laughs> with them before. Um, but like I said, they did kind of give me some confidence that they're definitely doing what they need to be doing. And um, as far as Erin Country herself, she has not been involved in any of these things. Uh, they made it very clear that this this leave of hers is definitely not a vacation. <laughs> she is gone for now. Who knows? There's not even a, a end date for when she'll be back because there is a question mark on if she'll even be back. I think that's some scene, some things that are going on behind the scenes that she may or may not be coming back. So. There's something to think about too. That lets you really know the the company is is really taking this situation serious. Yeah. They're not trying to sweep it under the rug at all. You know what? What do you think about all that, Myra? Yeah, that that gives me so much hope too, as well. That the company, Aaron Condren, and the company is taking it very serious. Clearly, they had things already in the work to be a lot mm-hmm. more inclusive because you know a pan, a planner does doesn't, especially a Spanish planner. I'm sure a lot more goes into that than right. English, but um, that just doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So that that makes me a lot more comfortable moving forward with the company. Of course, we're still going to, you know, hold their feet to the fire and make sure that yeah. they are doing what they're saying. But I can at least, like you said, just as a customer, go to their blog and see they're doing X, Y, Z. Right. So that, right. that definitely makes me feel a lot better about what's going on and what they're going to do to change things absolutely and guys y'all can y'all can hold my feet to the fire too and hold me accountable also if Aaron Condren the person returns to that company as far as being the face of it I'm out I'm out I don't want to be associated with it at all at that point because Mm -hmm. I feel like you know if the company is trying to make amends for the past and if the company is not 
um, responsible for that situation that Erin herself caused, then Erin herself needs to go. I've been saying that this whole time, from my point of view, I feel like she needs to go. And now I've kind of adjusted that a little bit to be like, you know, I can't force anybody to abandon their own company. I have no idea what that feels like. I'm sure that's horrible and a terrible situation Mm -hmm. to have put yourself in but we have to keep it into perspective that she did put herself in that and so like I said last time if you make a bad choice you have to have some type of repercussion and responsibility for that and my opinion is that her responsibility is to step away from the company because the work that she needs to do goes way beyond a couple weeks or months because the behavior that showed through her hosting that event was behavior that was learned throughout her whole life. Erin mm-hmm. Hunter is 40, 50 some years old. Who really knows? No shade. I'm sorry. <laughs> <'Cause> I <don't laughs> know. But she has learned that her whole life, that, that privilege and everything that she displayed has been instilled in her, her whole life. Mm-hmm. That's not a couple months worth of work to, to reverse all of that. Yeah. That's it's not. years. Mm-hmm years and that even just even when we don't even know if she wants to do that we don't even yeah. know if she finds truly finds anything wrong with what she did is she sorry because of the event or is she sorry because of the the, the outrage yeah. that has come from her? we don't even know because we've only heard so much from her and i still think that's the best decision that she just stays far away from she the don't need to say no more she don't need to say no more <laughs> exactly so like i said i i I guess I just absolutely do not want to be associated with the company at that point if she does come back as the face of the company because I just I'm to be totally frank a lot of the affiliates not myself but a lot of affiliates have been getting some heat because of being associated with the Erin mm-hmm. Condren brand I'm not willing to take that heat for her if she comes back it's not worth yeah. it to me I ain't yeah. made a dime off Erin of Condren even if I do it's not going to be paying my bills mm-hmm. it's not going to be family are helping my livelihood so I'm not willing to to deal with that for that because I don't see enough of return in my investment in order yeah. to deal with that at all so it just won't be worth it to me at that time so that's where I'm at with it yeah and I think a lot of people are would be in the same boat as you that mm-hmm. you know we we need to separate that person completely from the brand because mm-hmm. clearly the brand, the company is definitely making strides to do better. Yep. And I, I just can't see that happening with her being the face. I just Mm-mm. can't see that. They need to rebrand totally. They need to change the name. Um, you know, we don't, they, they may be working on something like that in the background. Who knows? But if they truly don't want the company to be associated with the person, they just need to, you know, call it EC. Call it life planner. <laughs> Call it something else. You know, I know that takes a lot of time. That's not anything that we're going to see in the immediate future. Yeah. But I think within the next year or so, I think that's the route to go 1000%. They need to just totally rebrand and start anew. And, you know, some people still not going to care. Some people are still going to be mad. Some people are still going to be leaving crazy comments. But it's going to mean a lot to the rest of us who really have faith in the company and faith that they really are committed to changing that, okay, wow, y'all took this. Because rebrand is, like I said, it's not an overnight thing. So if y'all, if they take that huge step, I mean... we're not gonna get no better than that (laughs) there's nothing else they can even do at that point you know yeah absolutely agree with that but but it's it's definitely helpful Mm -hmm. I definitely feel better moving forward with them but I I definitely want to see what they can do me too me too definitely definitely but yeah they also 
did some little sneak peeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> the back to school collection yeah. looks really fun. And <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, they really trying to bring y'all back. You know, <laughs> because this stuff is some cute. <laughs> some cute stuff they want those coins guys our money matters our voices matter so yeah. they're, try- they're they're bringing it and luckily like i said they're not just you know pushing everything under the, the rug even the ceo tanya said in one of the town halls that this isn't a thing where okay everything's good now let's just push out some more product that's not what's going on like obviously mm-hmm. they already have releases and things scheduled so they're gonna still do that but in the meantime behind the scenes they're they're really doing the work so you know, that's a good thing. And I love right. new stuff. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, that that but it was some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some really good stuff. Definitely, definitely. And they're not the only people who had a new release. Uh yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not the the same well, I mean, as far as I know, it just didn't seem like they were doing the same as EC. Like Mm-hmm. it seemed like they just pushed out another release they being you know the happy planner they just mm-hmm. pushed it out and was just like oh we gonna let everything else be swept under the rug and here's some stickers basically <laughs> and it's just uh I think I mentioned it a little bit last week it just feels so um disingenuous yeah. to me it, it feel like like they're hiding yeah yeah and i I don't know. And it just, it puts me in a tough position. Well, not really. It's it's not life or death, but, (laughs) but it does, it makes me feel really weird because, um, like I was really excited to get started in my planner. And now it's like, this planner is not bringing me joy just due to the way they kind of handle all that backlash and just basically are like, it's rainbows and unicorns. And I know people have been saying that about yeah. the happy planner that they do this kind of toxic positivity thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that they, they're really leaning on that with this backlash. I think so too. I definitely think so too. And you know what? I really feel like a lot of what's going on with that company has a lot to do with the fact that Stephanie is gone now. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on a couple of on another podcast about how many people have left, including Stephanie, who really was the face of the company. Yeah. And so I just feel like we already already see how how quickly the company's like online persona has changed mm-hmm. without her being there because now there really is no face of the happy planner i guess the squad is now the face of the happy planner which is fine because they were already kind of you know associated yeah. with that too but stephanie was the prominent person and i just really feel strongly that if she was still you know affiliated with the happy planner in the same way i think she would be telling us something i just don't think that they would just be sweeping it under the rug and moving on and going about their business. Because I think that this company that basically bought out the happy planner, I don't think they realize how vital this online stuff is. Yeah. How having a strong online presence and having a face of the company and having these people who are staples of the company. I don't feel like they realize how important those people were. And I just feel strongly that if Stephanie was still around, she wouldn't be moving like it was still business as usual she would have acknowledged you know the lack of inclusivity you know in some of their products and in in within their um their their company and things like that and she would be telling us about the steps that they're taking moving forward to change that whereas i mean this company is just one thousand percent crickets they had they put up that black lives matter post and it has been nothing 
nothing. I mean, they haven't even kept up the energy as far as, um, you know, just reposting something related to Black Lives Matter every couple of days just to let, just to remind people that this is where you stand. They haven't even been doing that. Yeah. And that's literally like the bare minimum. Yeah. So. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I do agree. I, I do feel like she would at least be saying something, even if it was like, you know, guys were working on it you know we're not mm-hmm. sweeping this under the rug it just there's nobody to say that now yeah yeah I mean I don't know if they're working on having the quote-unquote face of the company or if they're moving in a direction where they feel like they don't need that anymore but right. um like we just talked about this with Shay like word of mouth is so powerful in this planner mm-hmm. community um most people who get into happy planner like into the company didn't just stumble into it like by buying a planner at walmart you know right those right. people that are just seeing a happy planner at walmart and picking it up aren't the planner community so to speak i hope yeah. i make sense with that yeah um yeah. it's really word of mouth because mm-hmm. even that person going into walmart and seeing a happy planner probably wouldn't look up and see what they're selling online on their shop yeah. it's mm-hmm. in you know they it's yeah. just a planner at walmart to them so it just, I just feel like they really just let us down. Like, and there's a lot of black women and men. I don't know. Um, that really. You're a black planner boy out there. Let us know. Yeah, we, want us. Look at us, for <laughs> we don't know any black planner boys. <laughs> we don't. We although, don't. Myra, although, side note, my husband finally allowed me to purchase him his very own passion planner so wow. he is a planner babe. <laughs> he's a planner babe. now getting him into stickers and stuff i don't i don't know if that's gonna happen hey, but he's at least <laughs> he has written his name in a planner and he is excited about it so you know yes. it's coming it only took art. almost two years but we're finally <laughs> <laughs> get this your bull planner get every man needs to be more organized right yeah they're, they're the worst so get your bull planner yeah exactly okay <laughs> exactly but yeah i just feel like they just kind of let us down yeah it's, and it just sucks because it's it like does. but on the flip side of that i do i'm kind of happy that this did happen mm-hmm. um because it is really opening up and it's specifically with the people that I follow that are like die hard happy planner babes yeah um it has opened them up to start trying different things a5 planner and um people who I thought like this happy planner this all the way are trying different things so I'm kind of happy that it did happen because it is expanding so many of these people's creativity Mm -hmm. and it's just been a joy to see their creativity just open up just feel like the the happy planner doors just open for them to explore so yeah that's the good thing that came out of it and i don't know happy planner y'all better catch our customers where they they drift off completely because we drifting we are flowing <laughs> in the wind like feathers okay and you know what that goes for air country that goes for all these companies like I feel like we all just feel so much brand loyalty. Like when you mm-hmm. first discover a company, you just feel like you have to use all their products. You can't use anything else. And that is not true. Like yeah. explore other things. Like that's why, like, even though I am an Aaron Hunter affiliate, that's never going to be the only planner that I use. And that's mm-hmm. never going to be the only planner that I post ever because I want, it, it's fun to me 
to to use new planners and to yes. you know figure out what my perfect planning style is and you know and you have to kind of explore and experiment in order to do that just don't just limit yourself to one brand or one company because then what happens when that company does something messed up like this publicly and lets you down your whole world your whole planner world <laughs> is turned upside down <laughs> and you gotta and you now you're looking at all these products that you can't even touch without side eyeing you don't want to base your whole you know world around just one company because unless it's your own company because these companies can let you down obviously I feel like you know directly to me right now but (laughs) y'all my feeling guilty (laughs) but it's true it's so true and it's in like I said specifically with happy planner it's a lot of us that are like that and we're looking around and we don't have any joy coming out of these products anymore because of Mm -hmm. what happened and there's hundreds if not thousands of dollars worth of stuff just in here alone so I'm I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. other people looking around like hi I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Right. Right. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, I just really implore everybody just to try different things. You don't have yes. to have all your stock in one company. That's not even fun. And you know what? I retract what I said on one of these other episodes. I said the happy planner has the best stickers. I said that. And I said that that was the hill that I was going to die on. <laughs> Three episodes later, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I don't feel that way anymore because, because I've opened my mind and I've opened my eyes to mm-hmm. other things Four, three, four weeks ago. You could barely pay me to buy any other stickers besides happy planner and through everything happening. Like you said, my, that was a good thing because it's like my world has been opening up. Now yeah. I've been purchasing from Etsy shops. I've been purchasing from, you know, other brands like Agenda 52, who mm-hmm. has really cute stickers, by yeah, the way. There's, there's, <laughs> I'm, I, I just, the, the amount of times I went into Hobby Lobby and just completely looked past those stickers when they're literally right next to Happy Planet yep. and they're just <laughs> as cute. It's crazy. And and now um, Paper House Productions has this whole, this is a sticker line with all these diverse women mm-hmm. who, who made these beautiful stickers. Like, check those out. They're amazing. So, yeah, I just, I really feel like I didn't do myself any favors by limiting myself to the happy planner for as long as I did you know what I'm saying like I'm having so much fun and going broke you know exploring other stuff now (laughs) (laughs) yes and that's true and that that is true like happy planner stickers are good but Mm -hmm. there is things out there that is just as good as well Mm -hmm. and I'm glad we're being able to be a little bit more open and explore that right right and it's like by the time we even kind of start to look at other stickers, we're like, oh, crap, I just spent $100 on happyplanner.com, so I can't, you know, buy, see, right. that's why we need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spend $20 here, spend $20 there, like, don't limit yourself, because then, I mean, everybody's spreads are looking the same if everybody's using the same. Yeah, and that's, that's one you know, thing. Kind of when the Happy Planner like, release comes out, yeah. everybody is using those new stickers and everybody's stuff is looking exactly the same. Exactly. And it's just like... Uh, that's one thing I did not like about what to the creativity. Time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And now it's all different. Now it's like super fun to see like, ooh, what what is so-and-so going to post now? Ooh, is it going to be their Happy Planner, their A5, their Passion Planner? Like, you don't know. You don't it's know. Fun. And this week has been so exciting too because since it's 4th of July on Friday, I've been seeing all the 4th of July spreads. Mm-hmm. Last year around 4th of July, everybody red, white, and blue. Same thing, different stickers. Now the 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 
like the the range of the spreads has been insane. Like I have mm-hmm. not seen two Fourth of July spreads that look the same or even barely use the same yeah. colors. And it's been so cool because, like you said, this has really just opened everybody up to using more things. And this really sparks your creativity. You're not just seeing somebody else's spread and like, oh, I want to make that exact spread, so let me yeah. go use those exact stickers. No, you're like, oh yeah, that's cute, but here's my spread. Right. Using some other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You know, you really get to shine and kind of bouncing off what Shay said, like a big part of, you know, getting more popular in the planner community is doing original stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to always come up with some totally original idea, but even if you kind of borrow somebody else's, put your own flavor and stamp on it. You know, it doesn't have to be, bring something to the table that nobody else is bringing. And it's easy for you to do that because nobody else is you. Nobody else is looking at your planner the way that you are. Nobody else is looking at those stickers the way that you are. So it's super easy to put yourself into it, you know? yep exactly so yeah it has been uh, a stressful June but yet a very eye-opening June so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to the second half of the year and seeing what more creativity people can bring trying new things so like I said I kind of like that it happened yeah but I mean it sucks under the circumstances but something good is coming out of all of this I feel like, especially as a black woman, it's like the soundtrack of our life is, you know, finding the good in really mm-hmm. crappy circumstances. Because yep. we exactly. pretty much had to do that for most of our lives. We've always had to find the bright side mm-hmm. and find the positive thing. And so, like you said, like this is this is a genuine bright side and it's a yeah. genuine positive thing to this planner world kind of crumbling a little bit because now we can build it back up and something more exclusive like inclusive than mm-hmm. just other companies and other brands of fighting chance i mean these other companies been selling out of planners thanks to aaron conjure and the happy planner so they yeah. probably <laughs> are as happy yeah. as can be yes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm grateful with it being a lot of black women owned companies that are selling yeah. out of their stuff so I'm, I'm happy for that because they had dope stuff too yeah they had dope stuff absolutely and it's like we all are have been guilty of just being biased towards the companies that are the most popular the Aaron mm-hmm. Hundreds and the happy planners of the world the beer company. all of us kind of look like mm, I don't know if I want to try that you know yeah. I, it's like we know and we trusted these other companies so that's who we wanted to spend our money with but like you said now that we have all this stuff going on we know that there's there's so much more out there besides Aaron Hundred and happy planner like really explore your options ladies like don't just limit yourself to one or even two companies just buy what you like regardless of what brand is attached to it don't buy for the brand buy for the products yeah oh is that a title Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be because i've been guilty of that like before probably earlier this year anytime happy planner came out with release i probably just bl- i just blindly bought pretty much everything mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and that's just it's not financially smart and it's just not that's why I've, I've sold sticker books because yeah. I bought them and and I just never even touched them you know yeah I still got a few I ain't touched yet but we ain't gonna talk about that yeah Myra triggered <laughs> <laughs> Myra think I'm being shady and trying to call her out on the low but I'm just <laughs> of us i'm talking to myself too i can pull out a couple more sticker books that i have on my cart 
that are like just in there. I still ain't sold them because you know you just never know. One day, one day yeah, I'm gonna use it. That's what we always tell ourselves. <laughs> one day I'm gonna use this plan for 2018 that I still got. I never could. <laughs> one day I'm gonna redate it. One day is never gonna come. Sell that stuff. Get on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get your money up to buy something that you really like and sell that old stuff that you know you're not gonna use. I'm gonna do it as soon as we get off of this. I'm gonna find some stuff to sell and I'm gonna go sell it. I no promises, but you know. She's a work in progress. Hey, I'm a work y'all gonna have to y'all gonna have to hold her accountable. <laughs> Myra oh, been man. deep into this for a long time. Yeah, okay? a long time. That's She's why recovering. it's so disappointing because it's like, uh, I have to like reevaluate and I know I'm not the only one out there. Like, please no. let me know. <laughs> I'm not I the only one. You're not. Y'all, if you're a recovering planner addict, let us know. <laughs> and y'all let us know, you know, what y'all want us to talk about, who y'all want us to talk to. Send us an email at planners.line yes. at gmail.com or send us a DM. Just let us know what topics y'all want to talk about. If y'all want to send in questions about the planning world or, you know, like I said, who y'all want us to talk to. And we'll definitely do that. And we also have a couple of reviews from iTunes this week also. Oh, yay. Y'all have been doing so good giving us reviews. We love y'all and appreciate y'all so, so much. So the first one is from Annie, A-N-N-I underscore is underscore A underscore bear. I like that name. That's very cool. <laughs> it is a bear. <laughs> she said, I was so glad to find out about their podcast a few days before they broadcasted their first episode. I not only followed their Instagram accounts, but their social media accounts as well. I appreciate their transparency and I love they speak their minds as well as show support to other planner accounts in the planning community. They make me laugh, educate me on planner community news, but I always keep focused on Black Lives Matter importance. Yes. 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 Thank you, Annie, because Black Lives Matter all day, every day. And yes. twice on Sunday, so don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is from Angie Chu. She said, my first review, and I had to write it because these ladies are so amazing. I'm glad to have a planner podcast. I feel like they are my best friends. Girl, we are your oh, best yes, friends. We are your hey, virtual Angie. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, girl. Keep those reviews coming. Like I said, make sure you leave your Instagram name so we can shout you out on the next episode. And uh, y'all know where to find us. We'll be back next Thursday, like always. Yeah, see you then. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.